Welcome to Los Compas Lounge, a PSA for brown men. We are your hosts. This is Raul. This is Javier. My name is Reuven, and this is a podcast about brown men talking about issues that matter to you. We talk about things that we don't usually talk about in the brown communities. We're just three regular compas sharing our experiences to inspire positive change. Compa, pull up a seat. We have one ready for you. Who's to say and who has the right, who has the, the final say that says a true Chicano, a true Latino, a true Mexicano is only someone that could speak Spanish, you know, and uh, I don't think that's right, man. I mean, who 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 makes up these rules, you know, and uh, and should we follow them? I, you know, personally, I don't think um, I don't think language is a prerequisite for being Latino, being Chicano, uh, being a brown man. You know, what, what do you guys think? Well, that's a good topic to jump into because it's so true. It's like the level of your of the your command of the Spanish language. This should not dictate whether or not you're brown. Right. So that big question is, does speaking Spanish make you any more brown than the next person? So I grew up um, speaking Spanish. That was my first language, you know, and then, but the other thing is also like with my father, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that he's right or, you know, but um, it's just the way that it was that he's like, um, like kind of, he was one of those people that would hate it when a, 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 a dark person or, 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 or didn't speak Spanish. And he's like, I se le ve el nopal en la frente y ni siquiera sabe hablar español. You know, like it would, it would, it would irk him, you know, like, like 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 one time um we went to the beach and then after that um that there was this this um like these cholos this cholo man um talking all um, in english and everything like that my dad's all like oh like talking smack about him just because he was talking in english you know like man, that was kind of weird like that you know like he said Claramente Mexicano y ni siquiera sabe español. And like, or like, I don't know why it would bother him or whatever, you know. And then the man, just to let my dad know that he didn't know Spanish, he's all like, oh, voy a la tienda, no se le ofrece nada, or something like that, you know. Like, the guy told him, like, in a, you know, not even confrontational. But sort of put him in check in a nice yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. so the, all my dads were like, no, ni te conozco, como te voy a dar dinero? You know? <laughs> you know? And so like that, but then it, it kind of like, it silenced my dad now, you know, like, like, like he did, you know, but it was like, like I, that, that was my experience. And I mean, I'm not, uh, like, even when we're at, 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 the, at the table, like, my dad, he didn't like me talking to my, my siblings in, in English, you know, he's like, in Espanol, in Espanol, like, he always, um, like, made, made, made us talk in, in Spanish, like, everything, so that was my, my experience, um, it, I mean, like I said, it, that's not how I feel, I mean, it, it's like, um, because, you know, as I start, as I started speaking m more, more English, my Spanish started, um, you know, um, I started saying things wrong and stuff like that, you know, so like, so even like when I went to Mexico and I saw like some of my cousins and then they were like, I'll say like a word like in Spanish 
or I'd say it wrong, and then they'd, they'd make fun of me, you know? Like, oh, se nos dice pendejo. I go, I go, ¿sabes qué, güey? I go, mi español es mejor que tu inglés, así es que cállate, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, yeah, so I... But you're trying to one-up each I, other on who's the better Spanish speaker. That's kind yeah. of powerful. That's what that's what this episode's about. It's like, why do we power trip over that stuff? Yeah, man, uh, you know... Um, that is a really good question. What what is this about power tripping, you know, or authenticating, you know, you know, and why, you know, why is why is language such a important part of who we are? You know, like like my upbringing is a little bit different. Um, uh, you know, my my mother is Mexicana, you know, she was born in Mexico. My father is Chicano. He was born in Texas, but, you know, but you know, all our families are from different parts of Mexico. And I was born on the border town, you know, on a border town. So we spoke Spanish. We can all speak English, but we spoke Spanish. That's just the, that was just our norm, you know, especially right there living literally on La, La Frontera, you know, just five miles away from the fence, you know, um, and I remember I was like a hardcore as a little chavalito, man. I was a hardcore, you know, nationalist, dude, you know, like little four year old, five year old, you know, like totally proud of being brown and everything, you know, and uh, and only wanting to speak Spanish, man, you know, and um, and because in my mind, English was such an ugly language, you know, it's such a detached language, you know, there was no cariño, no love in there, you know, and um. It wasn't until I went to first grade and the Americanization process began. I didn't know it at that time, but that's basically what it is. You know, the Americanization process of uh, denying us the our, our right to speak Spanish, you know. And over time, my Spanish language uh, skills, like, like, like with Javi, deteriorated, you know. And, you know, it got to a point where we would only speak Spanish at home, you know, and, uh, and a lot of other things that happened around, you know, just growing up on a border town, you know, that really made the language, the Spanish language deteriorate for me, you know, and, um, and it was tough moving to LA, you know, being basically Americanized now, you know, being forced to be American and, uh, being forced to let go of my Mexican roots, you know, which was speaking Spanish and a lot, everything else that comes along with being Mexicano, you know, and, um, and having to be reintroduced to the language, uh, the Spanish language moving to Islos, you know, and the same thing that Javi went through, I went through, it's like, well, este pocho, you know, no, 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 you know, no, no, no sabe hablar el español, you know, and, uh, he no habla español, he no más, no más habla en inglés, you know, you know, and all this and this and that, you know, and that, that hurt, man, that fucking hurt, you know, and, uh, and, and it was a trip because part of me didn't want to speak Spanish because I saw what my mom and my parents went through and I saw what my older brother went through. Um, and I didn't want to deal with, it. I didn't want to feel that pain. So I said, nah, totally with that. But another part of me was like, no, but that's who I am. And I, I want to speak Spanish. You know, I need to speak Spanish. So it's like this, um, conflict. this conflict within me, man. You know, and uh, and 
I'm pretty sure it, it, this 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 experience and these these emotions aren't genuine to me aren't aren't unique to me. You know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people go through it. You know, because you know we're trying to trying to fit in where no one wants us to fit in. You know, sort of like you know, um, uh, you know, here in the U.S., you know, I'm I'm not white enough, American enough to be American, and then when I go to Mexico. I'm not Mexican enough to be Mexicano, you know, so where the hell does that leave me, you know, <laughs> and that leaves me in this place that I call Atzlan, you know, being Chicano, you know, and, uh, and even that, you know, there's, you know, it's, there's a lot of ridges in, yeah. in, in and, there. Yeah. And that should be one of our punchlines, you know, the punchline is you do define for yourself who you are and what that means. Right. Mm -hmm. But before we start talking about that, for me, my experience is very similar to both of you where, uh, I grew up speaking Spanish, man. I thought Spanish and being brown was just regular part of life growing up, growing up, you know. And then not until you go in L.A., in the inner city, in East L.A., you you start looking at um, your friends and the cool kids. And, and I probably shared this with you guys, but at that moment, I, was like, I began to identify right away. Shit, I don't want to be the mojado speaking Spanish. I want to be part of the cool kids who are speaking proper English, right? And even then, our proper English for all the Chicanitos there in East LA was broken up Spanish with English and pochocized, right? So I wanted to be those guys. I didn't want to be, you know, these kids who had these Aztec names, Guatemoc, or I didn't want to be some guy, Candelario, or some guy. It was sad, man. Here's really quick. We And sorry, Candelario, if you're still out there, but he was really dark. He looked very indigenous. And uh, we used to call him Chocolate. And that was our thing. Like, we, the more we're able to distance ourselves from a Spanish-speaking Oaxaqueño, the better it was for us, because we didn't, surely didn't want to be the target of any uh, bullying, and especially if he spoke Spanish. So I, I grew up kind of like, like like you're talking about this, Ruben, totally conflicted, right? Uh, and then it's not until you get into um, college where you start kind of realizing like, shit, you know, Spanish is part of your heritage, part of the Spanish side of who you are. There's no denying that. And I think Comedy Compadres, if you guys don't remember the early 90s, they had this skit, right? And it always started off like, are, are you brown? And then they, are you, uh, was it, are you confused and full of rage? Oh yeah, culture yeah, class. Yeah. Culture yeah. class. Yeah, yeah culture class. Confused yeah. and full of rage. rage. Right. Yeah. And that really spoke to a lot yeah. of us back then, oh, yeah, right? Man. Because Definitely. it's so true. You know, you're speaking English and Spanish and you're looking like a big, you know, um Latino or Mexicanote, whatever you are. Um, you know, you have you you have that look and then when, you know, just the experience with your dad, uh Javi's like Este yeah. vato looks all moreno choloed out, and your dad makes these assumptions, right? He's like, "Yeah, how sad it is that this guy doesn't like, speak yeah, like Spanish." Yeah, that, that, that was, yeah. Uh, and then the dude comes, that, yeah. he throws the curveball at your dad. He's, you know, throws him off, and he's like, "Hey, se le ofrece algo, voy a la tienda." And your dad's like, "Oh, you know, shit." <laughs> yeah. But but that's uh -huh. that's the part that's that's trippy because I used to play both sides of that, right? You know, I played the part of hating on people because. Uh, they look like me or they're darker than me and they have no, they're, they're unable to articulate any kind of Spanish, right? And then I was on the other side when I was younger where it's like, shit, please don't look at me. I'm going to pretend I don't know Spanish because I want to fit in. 
and it's that kind of power thing that dynamic of, like the cool kids yeah the cool mm -hmm. kids so so all of that made me think about um culture clash you know and that's what it is it's this conflict that we're constantly in trying to navigate and at the end of the day does it really freaking matter no i know it's like i was um not quite Candelario because, or I guess sort of maybe I was like in my class, like, I mean, we were all Mexicans. I mean, of Mexican descendants, like the last names and everything like that. But they like, they, I, I, I don't know. I used to go to Mexico a lot, like during Christmas. So I would take like an extra week or something. So every, like they would like some, some of the, the cool kids, like you said, mm -hmm. like they were like, kind of like, little bit make fun of me or something or like whenever they said we'd be reading history books and they talk about like mexico like the marketplaces are thin people will look at me like for validation i go yeah it's true you know <laughs> you know, like, the token, you know like, token mexican huh yeah exactly i was a token mexican but in reality we were all mexican i know that's you know? what's but, funny about it yeah yeah but that's what I, I was the one that 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 was actually like more in touch with like real mexico because and then after that when when they showed pictures like all of them wearing like white shirts like like if, if people dress normal you know like like it's just not that when you go to mexico everybody like in the pictures like like the way that, that campesino that, kind of know, yeah like the, the tra traditional the traditional quote-unquote traditional um wares yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so does it matter ruben yes and no um one it matters to you if it matters to you you know just as an individual uh, and yes, from an economic perspective, I think it definitely matters because being bilingual or, or multilingual opens up the doors for you, um, in the job space, in, you know, the workforce as well. It's just as in life, because if you're able to communicate in multiple languages, that means you're, you're your sphere of influence and the people that you can, that you can come in contact with expands and grows, man. I mean, you know, the Spanish language is spoken throughout one entire hemisphere and in a number of countries in Europe, you know, and if you go to Europe, you know how to speak Spanish, they can understand you. And it's actually preferred that you speak Spanish as opposed to English because they don't like Americans over there. So, you know, you go over there and say, yeah, so I'm Mexicano. Oh, okay. And it's cool. So, yes, in that aspect, the global aspect, you know, um, but break, bringing it back down here to the U.S. and to California, um, you know, I think it can also be a detriment within our own communities, everything that we're talking about right now. And I think our experiences, once again, they're, they're, they're not unique, but we're all... Um, we're all sons of immigrants, you know, and, and with Javi, you, you know, you, you're an immigrant yourself, you know? So I think, you know, if you would ask someone who's, who's like a third fourth or fifth generation, we'd probably get a different, a different uh, answer because I think when you're in third, fourth or fifth generation or further, you're that much more removed from, the Mexican experience or whatever country you're, you're from or your parents or grandparents are from. And you're that much more removed from an immigrant experience, you know, and going through what 
immigrants go through, you know, just in general, not just Latino immigrants, but just immigrants in general, what we go through. And it's a lot more unique. And for me, yes and no. It is. Yeah. And it is a very important right now that you, you part made of me our think lives, about, you know, this part idea of our experiences. Of, it shouldn't matter, right? And But it is part of our experience, whether how far we are removed from the immigrant generation experience. And and part of me uh, thinks about thinks about how how sad it is sometimes that that uh, we always struggle as as a, a group, you know, Latin Latinos, Latino X, whatever you want to call it, or just brown folks in in general. We struggle to unite, and and I think this is one of those issues where we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot because we get hung up on this idea of. If you don't speak Spanish, somehow you're not brown enough. So then we kind of contribute to this division amongst ourselves and we further divide ourselves because we're proud and uh, we're brown, right? Brown, brown and proud, but don't hate me because I don't speak Spanish. You know, we're so proud in one regard, but on the other regard, you know, we're, we're like, well, I don't want to be part of this bigger group if all I know is um, be American or all I know is hate from the first generationers. Like they hate me because I don't speak Spanish. And that kind of sucks to me. You know, I think about that because my kids, you know, and, and it makes me think about that. And we could jump into that later. But this whole idea of how we do this to ourselves and it contributes to the divisions that we already experience. And now a brown and proud PSA. You have the power to choose the kind of person you want to be. Don't let language be a barrier for building positive relationships. And remember, you don't have to speak Spanish to be down with the brown. We beat honor to have you as a compa. Please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite listening app. And I think part of it is the romanticizing of a land that maybe we were a part of. And for me, I was never a part of because I was born, you know, I was born here in the U.S. But like I said, I mean, I just had to literally look, look southeast and there's Mexico, you know. Um, and I think another part is like, like all three of us have, have talked about is, uh, a different aspect of social distancing, you know, we don't want to be connected to, to the images of Latinos and how they're portrayed in the larger society. He's like, no, you know what? I don't only work as a dishwasher or I don't only work out in the fields, you know, uh, I'm a, I'm a computer programmer or, uh, I'm a librarian, you know, or uh, I'm a businessman, you know? And, um, you know, one question that always sticks to me is, why is it that the Latino community specifically, why is it that we're the only ones that have to speak our, our quote unquote native language? You know, when you see like uh, Italian Americans, why isn't that they, they, they have to speak Italian or, or German Americans or Irish Americans. Oh, I'm a prior, proud Irishman. Oh, well, you know, speak to me in Gaelic. Oh, I don't know that. Well, why do you expect me to be Spanish? Yeah, or, but that would or... be interesting, though, because what if there is a small subgroup of Irish Americans 
and recent Irish they immigrants. They look down at, uh-huh. yeah. And they look we, down at. They look down I, at the ones that can't speak. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I think that 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 may be true to to a certain extent. Um, like at some point, the Irish were looked as a really oh, yeah. negative. You know, back in the oh yeah yeah eighteen hundreds. You know, yeah. they were the Mexicans, right? Of uh, instead of in the, the Southwest, Italian it was the East mm-hmm. Coast, right? So I think there was some of that. But for us, it's a constant reinforcement because we're so, so close so to the maybe, border. So maybe, maybe eventually, like you know, like now, like what Ruben is saying, that when you when you meet an Irish American, you don't expect them to speak their native language or Italian or yeah. Um, and so maybe eventually, that that will that will happen with with us with the, the of Mexican or um, Spanish speaking descent descendants. Maybe it's just gonna oh, they're American, you know. I mean, like you said, that was like a hundred years ago when 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 or you know, when the they were we just said they were like the Mexicans at the time you know the immigrants you know and, and I don't I don't think of course that's gonna change because we're so close yeah one yeah and physically distance yeah we're so close to Mexico which is the gateway to Latin America but two we just have to look at our skin man. That's the mm-hmm. first thing they see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I That's mean, true. you, 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 you can always true. say I'm a proud Irish American, proud German American, whatever. You, yeah, you blend in. Um, but they're white. You know, when, when you um, meet folks from Eastern Europe, you know, they're newly immigrants or the third or fourth generation. And you could tell by the last name, you know, it, with that ends in S-K-I, S-K-Y. You know, they're, you know, they're, they're of the Eastern Europe. But why isn't that they're they're forced to to say, oh well, you know, you're of Polish descent. How come you don't speak Polish? You know, you're of Russian descent. How come you don't speak Russian? You're of Yugoslavian descent. How come you don't speak, you know, Slavic? You know, but we as Latinos, we have to speak Spanish. And if we don't speak Spanish, not only are we probably looked down upon by our own communities, but we're also to a certain extent looked down upon from the larger society, you know, because we're not, we're not fitting into their paradigm of, of what it is to be Latino or Mexican or, you know, and, um, and Mexican for them is like everything. Cause they do most, most Americans, you know, here in the United States, they don't, they don't know the difference between someone from Mexico, someone from El Salvador or someone from Bolivia. We're just all Mexican, you know, and we, they don't, we all that, speak, we all speak Mexican. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true, man. Yeah, you know, stop speaking Mexican, you know, and uh, and that's pretty dumb. As I well, you stop speaking American. Stop speaking American. You know? <laughs> but but and I think that's I think that's like going back to what you were saying. though, why why is it that we as a Latino community, why did we fragment ourselves even more? You know, and I think part of it is because we're not monolithic. I mean, we know the difference between someone from Mexico and someone from Central America, someone from South America. You know, yeah, we all have a similar histories and similar culture, and uh, we all have a similar Spanish. But, you know, within different parts of Mexico, within different parts of Latin America, Spanish is different, you know. Um, So even Spanish is not the same. You know, you know, depending on what part of the yeah. Western Hemisphere you're from, or, and, and, or if you're from uh, Spain, it's totally different. <laughs> even, in, even in Spain, it's it's there. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, and 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 there's even there's um, like 
some indigenous people that they don't even know Spanish. You know, like when you go to like um, Cancun or or you go to the marketplace, um, there is like the grandma like making some artifacts that she doesn't even know Spanish, and then they have like a little uh, the, the little the grand the grandson. Um, and I, when I went to it, I go, "Cuánto cuesta eso?" And then that, that, you know they speak their their own native um, tongue. And then after that, it's just like, um, and <clears throat> there's even fragmented fragmentation at that point over there in Mexico. Like sometimes when they look at the, oh, I said pinche indio and stuff like that, you know, like they, they call each other, like that's like a way to offend someone, you know, pinche indio and stuff like that, you know, so that's, that's. Yeah, it's just like that. It's like that internalized racism and the colonialism still embedded mm -hmm. in us because, you know, it's the same thing over here in, in, the Bay Area, like when I was living in San Francisco, you could immediately tell all oh, these, you know, most Latinos could immediately tell, you know, if someone was uh, indígena, you know, because they're shorter stature, darker, they're darker, and well, they don't speak Spanish, you know, and, um, and you see that here in the East Bay as well, you know, um, I'm not sure how prevalent it is in LA. No, yeah, um, I've, 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 I've had, I've, before I've hired, I hired, um, right there from day labor from um home depot mm -hmm. and one time um there was these these two guys that hired one of them only one of them spoke spanish you know the other one they were speaking i, I don't know what what dialect um, yeah. but they um some indigenous dialect you know mm -hmm. yeah man you know and i think that adds another layer you know of complexity you know at least for those folks and i feel really bad for the indigenous folks moving over here man because they're like in nowhere land, you know, I mean, one, they're not accepted, you know, from in their home country, you know, and then they come over here and everyone expects them to speak Spanish. And then they realize, no, oh, they don't speak Spanish. Well, what are they? They're Mexican. Like, well, yeah, Mexico, you know, was and is an indigenous country, you know, and um, not everyone speaks Spanish, you know, and uh, so, yeah, that, that that's that's like really complex right there. Yeah. So it's it's almost like we we like the diversity and we enjoy that we're different and then we we get confused right where it's just whole thing about full of rage and confused it's like if this person looks the part but yet doesn't speak the part you know somehow that offends people or people become offended by that or they get bothered because of that and you know my challenge will be and continues to be tolerance right acceptance and tolerance and embrace the diversity within our cultures you know within all brown communities and and it's uh, something i want to teach my kids and even just the bigger society out there where we at some point we have to advocate for more acceptance and tolerance and and diversity because that's who we are in in the world right i would argue we're so diverse and we're we come in different shades and some of us we group ourselves with uh, common language in some cases and uh, we're distinct in other cases because we don't have a common language or we don't have we're not part of the majority who who have uh, this common language and and i i just think that's interesting because we we do it to ourselves and maybe in some cases that's okay and some folks may choose to say you know what i don't want to speak spanish i could care less to speak spanish i might i may look 
brown and I can appreciate my cultural roots, but I don't, I don't identify with those roots. I identify with, you know, growing up in Bel Air or growing up in, you know, the country or whatever it is, or in the East Bay. And yes, I do have a Spanish sounding last name, but that doesn't matter to me. I, I, I don't embrace that. And for me, it's like, that's cool. You have to respect that, I think, to some Yeah, point. you have to respect that. And But you know what? I'll be honest. Like, sometimes it, and I don't know why, but I mean, I've I've grown, you know, I've um, evolved. But that did used to bother me when when somebody with a clear um, a Latino last name, you know, and then they're like, no, I, 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 I'm American. I, 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 I'm not a Mexican or I'm not a Mexican-American or I'm, I'm, I'm American. And like, I don't know, like in my mind, I was saying like, like, why are you denying um, your roots, you know? And, um, and like you said, I would, like, there's some people that just flat out don't want to associate with their roots and you have to respect that, you know? I mean, it's like, I don't know why it would bother me, you know? But, but I mean, it's normal because it, it, in some cases it bothered me too. But now, as you said, I think you said we're growing and we're, we've grown and I want to teach that to my kids because... Uh, I want to try my best to make sure my kids understand their cultural heritage and background and they're proud of that. But who knows, right? They may just go in a different trajectory. What am I going to do? I mean, I can't hate them my own blood. I can't hate on them. You can't stop loving them because they're not like you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they're not, even though they're made of me, right? You know, you, yeah. it's like, let it go, Raul. Let it go. Let go of the power. Let go of the tripping. But I think and, the, 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 the word, the key word you said, Raul, was when you say, some people choose to and for me is that's cool but why why did you choose you know to not speak spanish or quote unquote deny your your roots and everything for me i guess that that's the deeper question you know and it obviously comes down to racism you know and uh, and how we're treated but you know and also the americanization process mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and yeah and, and it's a lot of things you know like um our experiences you know where we're once again to go back to you know we're first generation second generation you know so we have a very different world view than some and and we're from the border town and from the inner city you know so that's a very different uh experience like you were talking about hobby about you know or or, or talk about being from Bel Air or being out in the country where it's a totally different experience where, you know, maybe that wasn't part of your experience. You were just, you were just another, another kid that just happened to be darker uh, and with a Spanish surname. Uh, but you're, but the way you speak, the way you act is from wherever you, you grew up, you know, um, you know, like for me, it's like, I can go back to Texas and different parts of Texas and, um, and they're totally different than me because I grew, you know, even though I was born in Texas, you know, I was pretty much raised in LA and that's a different experience. You know, I mean, even though I can like, like Sid can, uh, like Javi can attest, you know, I can go back to my sudden roots and start talking like this and it's all good, you know, yeah. you know, because, you know, I could, code, <laughs> I could, I could code switch, you know, really, really quickly. Um, but it's like, why do we choose, you know, or why do people choose that? You know, but at the same time, I, I agree, you know, it's like, I respect and I think more because I understand where people might be coming from. 
And yeah, when I was younger too, man, I was like, why, man? Why, why? You, yeah. You're, you're, you're Mexican. Yeah, we, that, yeah. that was a term that, I mean, it's probably, yeah, I mean, not probably, it is offensive that, that we used to say like, oh, he's, he's a coconut or she's a coconut or something like that. Cause we were like brown on the outside, white in the, on the inside, you know, and, and like, and yeah, I mean, I remember just saying, ah, oh, like, I guess I learned it from my father. He's like, oh, look, that person tiene nopal en la frente. And, and, and they're all like, oh, no, I, I don't speak Spanish, Spanish. And, and I don't know why it would, it, it would bother me, you know. But, but I think mm -hmm. going back to what Ruben is talking about, too, for, for me, it made me think about choice and why do people choose to identify one way or the other, speak Spanish or not speak Spanish. I think just that in itself, it's, if you think about choice, like, why do we choose Pepsi over Coke, right? Because we can, because that's what we want, right? Because we like Coke better than Pepsi, because I don't want to speak Spanish and um, I want to speak English, right? For example, and that's what I identify with. But the fact that people are afforded um, they're actors, they're, they're in, you know, they have their own agency and their own power to decide for themselves that they want to not identify as Latino Spanish speaking individuals. What I'm, what I'm suggesting here is um, that is okay. Um, that the more we're able to start to accept and tolerate well, tolerate sounds negative, but accept uh, the, the quicker we're going to begin to understand a different perspective, even within our bigger community, and be able to embrace the differences that make us who we are as, as a group. Um, because if we go down the, the logic of he or she is different from me because they chose to ignore their Mexican or Latino roots somehow makes them less of a person than I am, then that serves as even further fragmentation versus, you know what, he looks like me, but he chose not to embrace the Mexican roots. And that's okay. You know, you have to meet people um, at the point in which they, where they're at, right? Because if you have somebody who's still brown and proud and they embrace some of it, you know, we have to work with that, right? If, we're, if the goal is to live in harmony, in peace, and try to have some sort of unity, then I would argue what I just argued. If... If the goal is to not care and just let live and let live and it is what it is, then we, you know, then we got to keep doing what we're doing. You know, we can, we can keep hating on people who look like us, but don't necessarily speak Spanish. And maybe I'm getting a little too political, but <laughs> uh, I think part of it is we're trying to authenticate ourselves, but who are we trying to authenticate ourselves to? You in know, relation to what? It, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, if know, I'm and, fourth generation, mm -hmm. my, my, and, and, I want to be American here. I don't want to be Mexicano over yeah. here.
Yeah. And I, and I think another part is also without even knowing it, we're feeding into the cycle that's creating this, you know, it's just like, you know, just because your parents or certain people in your community, when you're growing up, acted this way doesn't mean you have to act this way doesn't mean that you have to be you have to be biased towards um uh you know folks who have a better command of the spanish language or folks who uh choose or just don't even know uh their spanish language which also mean which also maybe in part is they don't they don't know or understand the culture and the history of their latino or indigenous heritage because maybe their 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 family members didn't know they were maybe their family members weren't taught or maybe you know because i i know a lot of folks you know older generations where they were they were told not to speak spanish within their family because they didn't want their kids to go through the racist stuff that they that the that the previous generation yeah, went I, through. I, I've known people like that too. You know, and uh, you know, I mean, it could be a a self defense mechanism. You know, I mean, it sounds sad. You know, it's you know, and, and and crappy, but you know, that's 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 a reality right there as well. You know, and uh, you know, but you know, like like I said, I mean, like going back to what Raul was talking about, it's like I think the base point is starting from a humanistic perspective, looking at it from a humanity perspective, you know, and you're an individual, you're a human being, and that's what you are, you know, and this is who you are. And culture, language, those are all different layers. And, uh, and I embrace you for that. You know, don't, I don't tolerate you. Cause like, like you said, oh, tolerate is tolerate is like, I'm going to tolerate you. So you go to the corner that's tolerate, but you know what? I embrace it and I lovingly accept it um, because I'm growing as a human being. I'm growing as a human spirit and I can understand to a certain extent because this was, this has been my experience, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what I went through. So I think I understand where you're coming from, why you chose not to speak Spanish or that you were just never taught Spanish, you know, and it doesn't make you any less of a Latino or a Chicano or however you self-define yourself. And it doesn't, at the same time, it doesn't make you more quote unquote American than me. Or, or even the reverse, a, a, more of an authentic Mexicano right? or, mm -hmm. authentic or an authentic Latino. American. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. Or, or yeah. you know, on the reverse side too, it's like on mm -hmm. one extreme, an authentic American on the other extreme, an authentic filling the blank Chicano, Latino, Mexican. So, why you know that's the part that i have a problem with sometimes in in trying to not get caught up in conversations or disagreements with people like it's cool man for, know, maybe yeah, earlier just for yeah. the language and yeah. yeah it's like it's cool dude i'll have a beer with you man i don't care you know at some point you got to be like but would you have a cerveza <laughs> a bichelada <laughs> oh, and, and, and I think part of it is also exactly like you said Raul it's like <laughs> hey you know what I'm meeting you where you're at and that's totally cool man and if our relationship grows and evolves maybe I'll invite you to my world you know maybe 
I'll tell you about uh, uh, going to a powwow. You know, maybe I'll tell you about, talk to you about a sweat, you know, going to sweat lodge or, uh, or going, uh, uh, going back to the reservations or things like that, or, you know, going back to Mexico or coming and speaking to some elders that are here in the U S and talk about their experiences because I care about you enough that I want to introduce you to this. And it's totally up to you to decide what you want to do with it. But, but this is where I'm at. This is, this is who I am. And this is why I am, you know, and I think if we allow ourselves the possibilities of different experiences, that's the American experience right there. Yeah. But also Ruben, I would ar even argue to say that we have to be open. Oh to Yeah to also let them take us where they want to be taken. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, definitely, you know, let, man. Because I mean, be, be that's able, how we grow. Yeah, exactly. And be, and that's exactly, the, 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 that's the powerful word right there. It's like, that's how we grow, not only as individuals, but as a society. We look at the, the what makes us human, what makes us people. We have shared cultures and whatnot. Diversity. In the brown community. Yeah, diversity, but we're all different, right? We're all different. Um, so... You know, we're all fathers, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Last time we checked, we're all fathers. So what do we do? How do we talk about these issues and language? And, you know, what are we teaching our kids? Well, one thing that I want to say is uh, what do we tell our kids? Uh, and beyond telling us what they learn from watching us, like the way that I said that, what I learned from watching my father that so I, when I grew up I, I guess it was okay to hate on people that that didn't speak Spanish you know I mean it's it's not okay but that's the way I mean I would see my dad um and I don't know why it would irk him that that somebody that the pocho looks like straight brown like a Mexican and they didn't even, they didn't speak Spanish a poco no hablas español you know like he get he get mad you know so <clears throat> like with my kids we or with our kids um beyond telling them you know we have to live it you know i mean and we have to be um like what we said model accepting behavior. embracing the diversity you know and i mean it's hard when my kids were little all of them like my wife and i said oh yeah we're just going to talk to them in spanish but we're talking to them in spanish and then we talk <laughs> to each other in english you know and so even though we tell the kids okay in like my oldest one, he was the first one and he, he spoke pretty much Spanish up to like when he was about like three, four, you know, years old. And then I guess once he started like preschool and kindergarten, like now, like they, they hardly, they hardly know it, it, Spanish, you know, it's like I, um, um, and I feel, I don't know, I feel like, I mean, of course I'm responsible for that, you know, but, and, and it, it, it kind of does bother me a little bit that they don't know more Spanish, you know? And I mean, it's nobody's fault but mine, you know? And my, and my actually, I'm going to blame it on my wife. It's I her think fault. so. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't do a good job. <laughs> she yeah. didn't try hard enough. That was at work, you know? She was home with the kids, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so Ruben, uh, what are we teaching our kids? Um, our experiences, that's what we're teaching them. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm in a very unique situation. You know, I, I'm in a in a blended family. You know, so my son, his his uh, his mother is Mexicana. You know, and um, and he lived in Mexico for 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 a while. Um, 
And so he's definitely Mexicano. And he's also American. And he's also Chicano. And he's also his own little enigma, whoever who he, he who, who, who he's choosing to be, you know, and that's beautiful. It's scary and beautiful because he's, he's experienced it. You know, he's experienced being Mexicano, you know, and understanding that he's not Mexicano because when he was in Mexico, he realized he wasn't Mexican, even though, even though the entire side of his, of his mother's family are Mexicanos, he's not Mexicano because he was born here and he grew up here. And they call him gringo. Yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, and he realized this is what, this is what dad meant by saying soy Chicano, you know, because he realized that. And, um, and my daughter, uh, she's, um, you know, she's, she's, uh, of multiple heritages, you know, her, her father is, is, is white, you know, and her, her mother, my wife is Chicana and the fourth generation Chicana. So, you know, the daughter's fifth generation and, you know, she speaks Spanish. Oh, that's nice. You know, and, uh, because her mom made sure to bring her up in a Chicano uh, environment. Chicano environment, Chicano household, you know, and, uh, and got her into ballet for Corico and everything. And, uh, and her mother made a conscious decision that this is how I'm going to raise my, my daughter. I'm going to raise my daughter to be Chicana, you know, and, you know, so she, you know, she, she speaks better Spanish fifth generation than some people that are first and second generation, you know, um, and, you know, that's beautiful as well. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, you can imagine it was a struggle for her, you know, and it probably still is, you know, you know, on a different level, not just language, uh, you know, but she's choosing to be who she is, you know, she's not, you know, she doesn't necessarily is all like 1000% raw, raw Chicana and everything, but she understands, you know, um, but once again, it's because what we did as parents you know, that's why they speak Spanish. That's why they understand Chicanismo and Lijanismo. Um, and it's going to be up to them and their life trajectory to see where where that goes in their life, whether they choose not to speak Spanish anymore or maybe don't even have to speak Spanish because who knows where they're going to end up, you know. But as parents, you know, we we did what we felt was best for them was, you know, to, to enroll them in dual language programs so they can learn Spanish and English and, and not be like their father and actually learn the proper Spanish and English and know how to read and, you know, learn how to write it correctly and all that, you know, uh, because we understood, like I said earlier, it opens up the world to you, you know, not just financially, but literally it opens up so many different opportunities in life, you know, and, um, uh, but it's up to their, it's up to them. We, 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 uh, as parents, we created the base and it's up to them as adults or, you know, young adults to choose what they want to do, you know, and, uh, it's their journey now. And, and that's how I think we're, we're ending this podcast in terms of telling or in terms of embracing the power, so to speak, that we have as parents 
to have a positive influence in how we raise our children and what we choose to uh, instill in them, right? You know, do we value Spanish language? Do we value certain aspects of our cultures uh, enough to drill, to, to indoctrinate, I don't want to say doctrinate, but it, to, to mold these little people into the, the humans we would love to see them grow into, right? Um, you know, for a while I was mixed uh, early on about, well, you know, my wife was more like, let's make sure they speak Spanish. And I was like, well, I remember growing up, uh, sad to say, you know, being a bully about kids getting picked on because they spoke Spanish. So I was like, eh, not too hip with it. But now I'm on board, you know, because now my wife and I are choosing to uh, expose them, like you said, Ruben, to these experiences and to our to language. And then as they get older, they're going to mature and they're going to figure out. I think our our uh, job as as brown fathers is to figure out how do we create or how do we develop the best kids we can develop. And they could take on a multicultural uh, view of the world or uh, Spanish can be part of that, you know, it, and that's OK. And I would tell the compas out there that that's where that's a starting point there. It's like discover the power you have to have a positive influence in your kids, whatever that may be. So with that, uh, does speaking Spanish make you any more brown? If you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review. It really means a lot and it will really help out this podcast. We invite you to visit us at loscompaslaunch.com to share your ideas and suggest topics for future episodes. Until next time, compas, be proud and be brown. That's right. Be safe. Until next time.